Hello and welcome to Lead Time. My name is Anna Ramic. And I'm Chris Eichberger. And this is the fourth and last episode of our limited podcast series in which we focus on the new German government, its most pressing foreign policy priorities, and how to move on from Merkel. Up this week is tech. In terms of, of digital, I think Europe is very far behind, very, very far behind. If Europe is very far behind, as we just heard initially from Claudia Azevedo, CEO of the Portuguese company Sone, then where does this leave Germany? Well, looking at some of the latest numbers published, it's not looking too good. For example, in a recent EU report I saw, Germany ranked 21st out of the EU's 27 member countries, plus the UK, when it comes to offering online services to its citizens. And in the 2021 World Digital Competitiveness Ranking, Germany doesn't even make the top 10, lagging behind fellow EU countries like Austria and the Nordics. Well, as Angela Merkel famously put it in 2003, the internet is new territory for all of us. It's now 2021, and sometimes that still feels true here. You're right. And even today, Germany has the reputation of being a, you know, a digital backwater. Um, in a recent comparison of the um, digital competitiveness of the 20 most important industrialized countries, the G20, Germany is very near the bottom, uh, 17th place. Wow. And... It's not just a cliche. During the German election campaign, the three so-called traffic light parties, which are now in coalition talks, all put down digitalization as a key challenge to tackle in the next legislation period. And it's not just about internet speed and infrastructure or outdated administrative software. Lagging behind digitization has far bigger consequences, as ECFR senior policy fellow Ulrika Franke explains. I think it's, it's absolutely crucial that the EU, but also the member states, many of which tend to not do that at all, really consider the external dimensions, the external consequences of their action, and again, also inaction on technology, on technology development, adoption and regulation, which of course is a very important topic for the European Union. And for me, kind of thinking about this, this really has two elements. The first is the consequences, some of which, you know, may be um, unintentional, the consequences of anything that the EU does, especially when it comes to regulation on others, on partners and allies on the one hand, on opponents on the other, and also on third countries. And then also very, very importantly, the geopolitical element and the geopolitical the power element, if you like. Now, the EU as an organization, as we're all very aware of, is, is generally rather uncomfortable um, thinking about geopolitics in terms of in terms of power. Um, partly that has to do with, it, with its competencies, but, but, but also I think there's a general unease um, to do this. And several EU member states also aren't really doing this, partly because they're you know, relatively small and, and um, yeah, it's not it's not quite in their DNA either. But and this is really kind of my main message. Um, the technological is geopolitical. And it really isn't good enough to think about technology or see technology through an economic lens. Um, we tend to do this. I, I think sometimes Europeans kind of like to hide behind the idea that, oh, it's, it's about, you know, economic interests and sometimes societal impacts. 
but but there is a geopolitical element there even you know even if we don't want to acknowledge it I hear that but actually for some time the EU has led the way in regulating tech globally Yes the EU is known as a regulatory superpower as Maritia Schaake president of the Cyber Peace Institute will tell us now Though first Andreas Nick former member of the Bundestag explains why this is all necessary While the internet is and remains uh, a huge uh, space of endless opportunity uh, it is also uh, becoming a space a living space for new threats and vulnerabilities uh, and i think that requires uh, rethinking uh, in some aspects uh, of of the approach in brussels you will often hear a celebration of the regulatory superpower the brussels effect the notion that the eu is uh, on top of its game when it comes to proposing uh, legislation and you know i believe preserving values fair competition is very important but it cannot be the only agenda and what i'm really missing is a sense of urgency the most prominent example of exercising this regulatory power might be the gdpr the general data protection regulation no yes i think so and you know anna data protection and privacy are close to the germans hearts According to a survey with IT professionals in 2017, Germany was the top one country that was seen as enforcing GDPR most rigorously in the EU. I see why data protection has a long-standing tradition in Germany. For decades, the former German Federal Data Protection Act was considered even one of the strictest in the world. But is rulemaking and regulation enough? I recently read that China is catching up here as well. uh challenging the European Union's dominance in this space. You might be right that the two tech giants, the US and China, are dominating the tech market in general. Will Germany and Europe risk to be stuck in the middle in this geopolitical battle? Janka Ertel, head of ECFR's Asia program, gives us some more details. Oftentimes over the last few months it felt more like Europe is being pushed and pulled. and kicked around and the situation is making it harder to define a clear path forward for Europe. There are two factors that are super relevant for this. And these two factors are the US and China. And I think that's the that's the dimension in which we have to look at this. The dynamic between the two and the deteriorating relationship has an impact on how we how Europe will be able to position itself in this situation. the situation or the the relationship was deteriorating massively before covid but um the pandemic has further enhanced the trend towards politically enforced decoupling and a bifurcation of the technology space and i think we can definitely say that for now that this is a trend that will continue as a china watcher i am always making the point and it's very dear to me and very important is that decoupling started in china it was obviously the decoupling tendencies were further exacerbated by the trump administration and the america first policies and i think the 5g debate was the first time where we got an idea of how this could like feel for europe in the future how it would feel when we're forced from both sides to make a decision and when it becomes inherently political and where it becomes inherently a security question and not a technical question any longer Germany, above any other EU member state, is key to the outcome of the debate in Europe. 
This is due not only to the size of its telecoms market, but also to its special relationship with China. Yeah, indeed. Germany has an important role to play. As the largest and one of the most central EU member states, Germany can really shape EU efforts on tech sovereignty. Tech what? Tech sovereignty. Let's hear from our research director, Jeremy Shapiro, what exactly this means. Fundamentally, it means being able to make your own decisions. And, you know, I think it's quite interesting when you look at the sort of digital realm, a little bit of what we're talking about is sort of a, is, is this question of the capacity to act, the capacity to be the master of your own destiny. And it really looks like particularly in the digital realm where Europe has so few large digital companies where both the U.S. and China seem to view Europe as a battlefield almost more than a competitor when it comes to digital technologies. We saw that so clearly in the 5G debate, uh, despite the fact that actually some of the technology came from Europe. That I think it's it's very clear that unless you are thinking on this geopolitical level, as Maricha says, unless you are actually fighting the battle that everyone else is fighting, you will be a battlefield and you won't get to choose. And, you know, there's a lot at stake. One of the things that's very clear in the digital age is that these digital technologies change everything from how we make war to how we make love. If Europeans want to be able to, to decide how they do those things for themselves, if they don't want either the U.S. or the Chinese model, and it doesn't appear that they do, they're going to need to, to struggle in that battle. Wow, this seems like a massive task to take on. I think Germany can and should help bring other member states on board. But most importantly, it needs to realize these issues itself and formulate its own goals and interests. So let's get concrete. What are the necessary steps the new German government needs to take to advance and support European tech sovereignty? Ulrika Franke explains. There are five priorities that the next German government should adopt when thinking about tech diplomacy, technology more broadly, so-called tech sovereignty. The first is that Germany must focus on strengthening German and European tech innovation and the tech innovation ecosystem. Because while regulation is, of course, important, referees don't win the game. So, so Germany should uh, support Europe to, to build up its technological development and manufacturing capabilities, including, for example, through joint European research and development projects and better startup funding. While doing that, importantly, we should not lose the focus, the emphasis on data security and data privacy that Germany and the EU has adopted so far. This is a good goal in and of itself, and it may end up becoming a location advantage for Europe as technology made in Europe or AI made in Europe will be seen as particularly trustworthy um, following the highest standards and, and thus hopefully become a, a sought-after commodity. Secondly, Germany should help and support the EU in its efforts to develop a tech diplomacy strategy. Uh, this is an effort that is ongoing within the European Union and the idea is to think about technology in a more geopolitical way, something that the, uh, the next German government should also be doing. And to support this process, Germany may consider appointing a tech ambassador, uh, for example, a tech ambassador based in the relevant tech hubs 
the Danish have such a tech ambassador in Silicon Valley, but also with a representation in Beijing. And this may help kind of improve common understanding between European policymakers, uh, the technology firms and, and other important actors. Third, Germany should further encourage European thinking about a tech compact to help struggling democracies. It is a, it is a good idea for Europe to reach out to other democracies and, and uh, countries that aren't quite as developed um, as many European countries yet and help them to build up their digital infrastructure all the while, you know, keeping the, the standards and norms and values that we hold very dearly. Fourth, of course, it is important for Europe and for Germany to work with the United States on these challenges. So technology has become a new geopolitical vulnerability and the US and the EU should be working together rather than you know, overly emphasize uh, disagreements. We've seen the first steps in the work of the, the TTC, the Trade and Technology Council, the common uh, effort by the EU and the US. So uh, if we go along with this further, that would be um, a very good development. And then fifth and finally, and this is something um, that isn't necessarily a big topic in Germany at the moment, but I think it is important that the next German government uh, doesn't solely concentrate on the negative implications of using new technology such as artificial intelligence in the military realm. So we have a big focus on arms control and, and disarmament in the, the, the German government uh, in, in, in general and certainly in the next one. But we shouldn't forget that there are applications, tech applications that could in fact uh, Im improve our defense capabilities, European common defense capabilities. And so not overlooking these, Im uh, these uses of a new technology is, is something that I would certainly recommend the next German government to do. To wrap up, technology is reshaping power and international alliances. This is not news. The future German government coalition should now really set the course for a decade of digital renewal and forward-looking investments in tech, innovation and digitization. So Germany, it's time to lead. Find out more about our ideas for how to shape the foreign policy agenda of the next German government by going to ecfr.eu forward slash podcasts or simply Googling ECFR German Election 2021.